Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. Welcome to the show, everyone. Hope you're having a great day. Special shout out to my friend, Yoshiko Dart. What a great leader she is. And to my friends in Japan, Ireland, that listen to this show. Oh, you guys are awesome. And I'm really excited about the show today because it's a Pittsburgh star. And let me just say, talk about Pittsburgh. Hi, Mark. Blue Cross Blue Shield is the sponsor of this show year-round and just shows the commitment they have to people with disabilities. And our guest today is truly a disability rights leader. He is working in Allegheny County, Washington County, but you know what? He's getting known nationally, and I think very highly of him. Daniel Kleiman from Tri-County Patriots for Independent Living, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Oh, it's great to have you. Daniel, for our listeners around the world, because this is a question everyone asks, how did you first become an advocate for the disability community? Well, um... It's a journey. Um, uh, I, I gotta say, I'm, first of all, I'm a, I'm a second generation disability advocate. Um, my mother is also a very strong advocate for those who are, have disabilities. Um, but it, for personal reasons, I, I, I had to come back to it. it. It was, I wanted to do other things, I wanted to go out and do, but disability called me back and it, it really became my place in my self-identification as someone with a disability and someone who advocates for others with disability. And it was a, it was a journey. Um, it, it, like all things, um, you kind of, you find your way as, as the, the path leads you. And um, I can't say that um, I, I regret <laughs> the long way around to becoming a, a disability advocate, but I enjoy the fact that I am one and the work that I do as an advocate. And you mentioned your mother, Kathleen, is a great advocate for people with disabilities. So you certainly have uh, someone that's been leading the charge. So um, I'm so happy to see you doing the same thing. Now, we call Tri-County Patriots for Independent Living triple to make it easier. Um, But for our listeners nationally and internationally, could you explain what triple is? Well, I, I would like to first uh, slightly correct you. Just recently, we've um, rebranded uh, ourselves as Transitional Paths to Independent Living. Um, this just happened recently, Joyce. I'm sorry that, uh, to throw you on that one. But it was um, the reason why we're rebranding ourselves is because uh, we're no longer just the three counties, and we wanted to be more accurate with what we do. And we're now called Transitional Paths to Independent Living, and that's just the idea as uh, it's a... a when you when you have a disability, you need to have that transition from where you are to where you're going, and that is kind of the focus of what we do, along with um, some of the other core services that we represent. The information referral, we're always a place for answering questions, and the peer support, the fact that we're made up of people with disabilities helping others with disabilities, the skills training. Um, uh, is the, the fact that when you want to live independently, you got to make sure that you know how to get from here to there or how to make sure housing works and make sure uh, working uh, employment works. And then also um, we do transitioning, which is very much um, the, the new key focus of what we do. And that makes sure when you have are recently disabled or um, uh, have a, tr- a change in your disability um, lifestyle and it needs to be um, helped with, say if you're moving from high school and into um adulthood. You, you, there's a whole lot of things that happen you need to be, take care of. Or when you're moving from a recent injury to um, a, a hospital, nursing home environment to your own home. Those are all the serious transitions that we need to take care of. And finally, we do a whole lot of advocacy here. And advocacy is very important to what we do as a center. In fact, you yep. can say that's the only core service because we do it in every single field in a way. First of all, I love this name, Transitional Path for Independent Living, is that correct? Yes. yes. I love that name because, you know, trans, transitioning to freedom. Wow, what a concept yes. that yes. is. I want to go back because um, many of our listeners 
don't understand all these things you and I uh, and many of our listeners with disabilities do understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, but could you start with, you were talking about the referral process. Could you explain what that is? Okay. First and foremost, um, uh, what we do is we're a place for information. I think advocacy is uh, transferring information. Uh, first. And so when people have questions about where to turn or what to do next when they have a problem relating to disability, they need to have a place that they have all the answers or a place where we can direct you in case we're not the proper place to go first. So when we do information and referral, we're talking about we have information of where to go when you have a disability and what where to turn for answering those problems that come up. We're, we are the one-stop shop type of plan, and we want to make sure that there isn't a, a, a problem we can't help you address. And for those of you in other countries, I know in South Korea you have these independent living centers. Keep in mind, that's very similar um, and that's why I'm having Daniel explain this because of what he's, they're doing is a little more elaborate, but it's a great model for you. Um, in other words, what he's meaning, whatever the situation is, you have a disability and there's a problem and you don't know what to do, you can call, uh, call Triple and they will help you or direct you to where you need to go, just as Daniel said. How about the peer support? What is that? Uh, peer support is, um, like I said, people with disabilities um, helping other people with disabilities. It, it, it's a very strange concept. When, when you have a disability and you're being talked to by someone without a disability, somehow it, it can become very condescending without even intending that to. But when you have someone who has shared experience and somebody who has been there before, you can kind of relate a little bit better, and they can help you in ways that someone without a disability um, might not be able to fully understand or appreciate. And so the fact that we are made up of employees that also have disabilities is a very core piece of what we do. Um, it is the mindset is not not to um, help the, the poor little disabled person, but more along the lines of let's get through this together. I've been there. You, you've been there. We can do this together. And it's a very different mindset, and it's very core to what we are as a center. Yeah, which is awesome that you do that for people, because you're right. It's different when you have a disability, like I have epilepsy. It's different for people with epilepsy to talk to other people with epilepsy or any disability, for that matter, because you really connect. You know, you understand. You get it. Uh, it as I always say, no one can understand what it's like to have a seizure unless they've had a seizure. And when you're talking to someone that has a disability of any type, it just puts you on this shared ground. Remember, we are not a medical model. We're a disability community. So talking to someone in your community is just as it would be in any protected class group. So I think that's really important. And then, Daniel, what are some of the things that... Um, you mentioned you do work with um, you do work with getting people moved. For example, from a nursing home to their apartment. Do you do things like that? Oh, absolutely. That's one of our uh, programs that we're probably the most proud of is the fact that we have a transitional uh, nursing home transitional team that um, helps about a hundred individuals uh, a year to get out of nursing home environment and into their own home. Um, we. We are very proud of that. I mean, that's one or two people a week that we're, we're, we're helping get out of nursing homes. Um, that you don't know have, what? Um, you know what? I just want to interrupt you one minute. Mm-hmm. That is phenomenal. That is, is phenomenal. That is really awesome. Go ahead. How, how do you do that, Daniel? Well, um, there's a whole lot of steps to this pro- pro- process. We have a uh, team that's specifically well-trained in um, looking for individuals who are ready to leave that nursing home environment, who are ready to go, but maybe not know the right way to get out. Maybe their home is not accessible. Maybe they are unconfident in living home and independently. Uh, they need, maybe they need to uh, figure out how to get that attendant care service operating and get off the ground. Or maybe they're just worried about, well, what happens when I'm back in the community with this disability? What happens next? 
Well, all these things um, are obstacles, and we have a team that's well-trained to identify um, solutions and to build um, a system where a person can be truly independent and in the community. And um, uh, it starts off with housing and starts off getting... Often, strangely enough, um, we have to start off at the very basics. We have to get people identification, like um, a... um, uh, a photo ID and a uh, birth certificate because very often when people go into those nursing homes, they don't have a lot of those materials that they need to be identified by uh, the Office of Social Security or or um, all these systems that are there to help them. But once, but, but before they have those uh, pieces of information, they won't be. So all these things are helpful, but it's helpful to know that process before you get into that environment. And nobody plans them being in a nursing home. No one expects, oh, wait, I'm going to be in a nursing home two weeks. I better get my driver's license and my photo ID and my birth certificate already. All these things have to um, be a part of the process to get out of a nursing home to make sure that you get the care that you need and to be able to live in the community as necessary. Um, being able to figure out how am I going to get around, how am I going to get transportation once I get back in the community, how am I going to make sure that the steps out my front door aren't going to be a big problem, or how do I get at, um, make sure the bathroom I'm going to be using is accommodating to me as a person with a disability. All these problems are resolvable, but they have to be uh, have some expertise, and we have a team that is very good at that job. Wow, I, you know I can't stress to you how. How impressed and wonderful I think that is. Uh, because, you know, <clears throat> there are a lot of people who don't realize that this, there are young people in nursing homes. You know, there are people Absolutely. of all ages in nursing homes. And for many people, it's like prison and they don't know how to get out. Um, and I mean, that you do that is just absolutely phenomenal. And how many did you say you get, about how many did you say you get out? I, I believe last year we had over 100, and um, that is um, some, a number that's increased every year that we've done this program. And that just shows that there's a lot of people looking to get out, a lot of people. And we, we, we know that there's hundreds of people on the waiting list that we're trying to talk to and trying to get through that process. It's not an easy process. And we have to make sure all the pieces get in line before someone comes out in the community So, because we don't want to put them in an unsafe environment. We don't want to put somebody into their uh, own home but not provide them with the tools to live there successfully. So we've got to make sure that they're um, home and independent but also comfortable and safe there. And so there's a whole lot of steps to that process. And so there's, there's a long waiting list of people who are trying to go through that process, and we're working with them as fast as we can. But like well, I said, there's always there's a lot of people who just need that um, a, a key piece to get out, and we're we're running around as fast as we can to get them. Hey, guess what? That's a transitional path to independence. Yes, yeah. Okay. Hey, we're going to go to break. But if you just joined us, we're talking to Daniel Kleiman from the transitional path for independent living, known as Triple. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Daniel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at VoiceAmericaTRN. Hi, I'm Rick Harrison from Pawn Stars. I'm here to talk to you about the Epilepsy Foundation. I had bad seizures until I was a teenager. I thought I wouldn't have a chance to grow up, but I dared to think differently. My epilepsy taught me to be a fighter. When I said I wanted to make a TV series about my pawn shop, people thought I was nuts. But I dared to defy the odds, and Pawn Stars was born. If you have epilepsy, dare to live your fullest potential. The Epilepsy Foundation will help you dare. Visit epilepsy.com. Since 1985, Bender Consulting Services has served as a national leader in advancing employment of people with disabilities, including veterans with disabilities, with private sector companies, and federal government agencies. 
Vendor assists customers with achieving their diversity and workforce inclusion initiatives by tapping into a talent pool of individuals seeking professional positions, including those in the STEM fields. In addition, Vendor services include disability employment consulting, training and technology accessibility through their high-test line of service. For more information, please visit www.vendorconsult.com. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Hey, welcome back, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. We are talking to Daniel Kleiman from Triple, a real advocate for people with disabilities, headquartered in Pennsylvania. I wanted to say something before I ask Daniel uh, my next question. You know, we need youth like, like Daniel. I mean, to me, Daniel's a youth. He's a young man. But we need people like Daniel. We need new leaders out there in the disability community uh, fighting for us. You know, it can't always be the same people because the same people are getting very old. So, you know, we need new people. But when I met Daniel, one of the things that really impressed me is how interested he was in disability history. Because you know what? That's what we need. I'm going to tell you that if you would go out on the street right now and say to someone, hey, Who's Justin Dart? The majority of people will say, I don't know. Who's Tony Quello? I don't know. Who's Judy Human? I mean, this is something that someday I hope we're in schools, we're in the education system. But, you know, Daniel, that really impressed me about you, and that just fits that one of the programs at Triple is advocacy. Here's what I wanted to talk about then proposed legislation that, if it goes through, could weaken and would weaken the ADA. Uh, can you talk about that too for our listeners? Okay, um, sure. I, I do want to mention the fact that you're right. History is very important, especially uh, disability history. Uh, it is uh, um, We've accomplished a lot as disabled uh, people with disabilities, and it's easily forgotten. And unless we make sure that the, that history is not lost, we uh, um, and, and shared with the younger generation that that it 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 won't be um, the the things that we struggled with, the accomplishments that we've created won't be um, won't be appreciated and won't be held dear, like um, changes to the ADA. The ADA is now. Um, over 30 years old, uh, hold on, yeah, 30, uh, 27 years old. Yeah, right. Almost 30, you're so, right. Uh, so that, the, the, that is history, but it's also history that's going to be, the, 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 the impact of that history can be easily forgotten and not held as important. So when people make changes to the ADA, they can lose the history of it. Right now, there's a lot of um, talk in the Houses of Congress, um, in the Senate and in the House, about making it so that there is a longer wait time before any um, changes. Um, if you were to launch an ADA lawsuit, say that um, a, a, uh, a business was not accessible to you and you wanted to make sure that that business was accessible to you or the house or apartment that you wanted to live in was not accessible and you wanted to go through that process, they want to wait six months before you can even have a complaint. That means that six months go by before anybody can make a uh, a complaint. You have to make your initial complaint and then wait six months before anything happens, before you can talk to a lawyer, before you can launch um, any sort of investigation of, of, of the, the situation. Um, if you were to say, okay, you have to wait six months to vote, well, wait a second, that's a whole lot of my life that you're asking me to wait. Before you move in or use a business, you can't ask me to wait six months before I even get started. That's a, it's, a, it's a right for me as, as a person with a disability to have access. To ask for a wait of six months, it's very, very um, difficult to comprehend and get around. And that's before any, um, 
and we we understand the mindset is that there are some states that allow um, civil um, damages to be financial, and that there are some uh, I don't know aimless driver style lawyers that go around looking for anybody that has a broken curb cut and try to fix, uh, start a lawsuit. But that's not written into the ADA. That is a state problem, not a federal problem. And people are trying to change um, what is a state problem in Florida or a state problem in Texas and make it a federal problem that all all people with disabilities will have, a, will have to wait six months before they can um, have a lawsuit. So we're, it's very dangerous. And if people don't appreciate the the rights they have as disabled individuals, then that history is lost and people can make changes like this without um, thinking there will be an impact. Right. This is along the same lines as, um, you know, we feel you're taking advantage of the system, so we're going to take away your SSDI. I, I mean, what? but this is worse because this is a civil rights law. This is mm-hmm. actually impacting a federal civil rights law. And so I like that example that Daniel gave. Hey, you can't vote for six months. And guess what? Many people couldn't vote the last time because it wasn't accessible where they were trying to get in. This would include mm-hmm. everything, though. This would include mm-hmm. any business that is not accessible. This would be you have to formally get a written notice. Now, I mean, imagine this. There are people that I know very well, older people, younger people, people with significant disabilities, that if they went to the building and it wasn't accessible, they wouldn't know all of this. And so you know what? It will stay not accessible. So, you know, if you're listening out there, I suggest you write to your congressman, senator. I know that it's Poe that presented this. We have to stop this because I'm going to tell you, once you start weakening the ADA, you're going to see a lot of coverage start getting chipped away one at a time. We really can't let this happen. This is so important, and you know it will end up impacting you, and you'll understand. Uh, Daniel, at uh, Triple, you do do work in advocacy. Is that like policy? Uh, What all do you do? Oh, advocacy um, covers a whole lot. And I I like to think of advocacy as uh, sharing information. Um, And uh, that that is the core piece of what advocacy is, making sure that information is used in a way that's um, um, best suited for the problem. Uh, So sometimes advocacy is on an individual basis. We're talking to a business and saying, hey, Help us out here. There's some consumers here that want to use your your business, and if we can help, we'll put a temporary ramp in there, maybe work on that bathroom a little bit. All of a sudden, that business is now accessible to more individuals for uh, use. Or if it's uh, systems advocacy where we're talking about structural changes, like changes to the ADA. There's, But that, again, it requires information, going to your politicians, going to uh, your legislators and saying, hey, this is how this proposed law will ch- affect me, and this is how it will affect people like me, and making sure that those changes aren't um, just done without the information, that there are individuals' lives that you're going to impact when you make changes to legislation like the ADA. Um, too often, people don't complain until too late. They don't lose, you know, the whole... Um, uh, the frog in the, in the teapot um, analogy or the frog in the well where it, the, it doesn't realize he's drowning until too late. But once, you, once your rights are taken away, it is so much harder to get those back. It's m- much better to be proactive and making sure that you're paying attention when changes happen. And also to make sure that uh, when um, to talk to your legislator because they don't know the disabled perspective. They don't under- have an understanding often. But once you share with them that information, they go away from that uh, conversation knowing more and being able to make a better education decision when they're asked to vote on situations like this. Right, and, you, and here's, here's what to not do. Don't make this mistake. Don't sit back and say, oh, I know it'll get taken care of. Thank God we have those people out there fighting for us. You have to get involved. You Absolutely. have to get involved. Don't sit back. 
That is absolutely the worst thing you can do. You've got to pick up that phone, call your congressman, call your senator. You've got to get involved because if everyone waits, then guess what? Nothing will happen. And I think it's great, by the way, uh, Daniel, what you said about communication, because if there's something going on in your area and you have a disability and you feel that's not right, you can contact Triple. Uh, but if you don't, if people don't communicate, then people won't know what's going on. And, you know, I wanted to ask you, Daniel, what is your website? Oh, we're pretty easy. We're on, on we're on Triple. Uh, that's spelled T R. Uh, excuse, yeah, T R uh, P. Hold on one second here. I'm gonna make sure I get this right because we 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 dropped the I here. Uh, it's uh, T R P I L. Uh, it's not <laughs> so it's it's spelled a little weird, um, but it's, it's uh, triple uh, dot com. T R P I L dot com, and um, you can also check us out on Facebook um, and. Uh, we're very active on Facebook. We are, we're working to develop a, a strong uh, disability community in the southwest Pennsylvania region. Um, and we're re- really focused on youth this, in the summertime, and we're trying to get more people involved and get more young advocates. And so what you also mentioned something I wanted to, to kind of um, talk about was the fact that you said um, all these voices. It's important to be um, when you not just one voice in the room. If I'm just the only one sticking my hand up and saying, hey, I'm not going to be a very loud voice, but when there's a whole lot of people with disabilities all coming together to talk about a disability issue, guess what? It gets a lot louder, and that voice uh, is more likely to be heard. So advocacy is not just about one person standing up. It's about all of us standing up and making sure that we're, our voices get heard. And it's very important for the more, if you're infected by this, not to stand up alone, but to come together with other people who think similar to, to make that voice louder and better heard. Yes, amen to that. Together we have more power. We'll talk more about this when we come back. If you just joined us, we've been talking to Daniel Kleiman from Transitional Path for Independent Living. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Daniel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Hi, I'm Rick Harrison from Pawn Stars. I'm here to talk to you about the Epilepsy Foundation. I had bad seizures until I was a teenager. I thought I wouldn't have a chance to grow up, but I dared to think differently. My epilepsy taught me to be a fighter. When I said I wanted to make a TV series about my pawn shop, people thought I was nuts. But I dared to defy the odds, and Pawn Stars was born. If you have epilepsy, dare to live your fullest potential. The Epilepsy Foundation will help you dare. Visit epilepsy.com. Since 1985, Bender Consulting Services has served as a national leader in advancing employment of people with disabilities, including veterans with disabilities, with private sector companies, and federal government agencies. Bender assists customers with achieving their diversity and workforce inclusion initiatives by tapping into a talent pool of individuals seeking professional positions, including those in the STEM fields. In addition, Bender services include disability employment consulting, training and technology accessibility through their high-test line of service. For more information, please visit www.benderconsult.com. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Welcome back, everyone. Hope you're enjoying the show, but if you just joined us, we're talking to Daniel Kleiman from Transitional Path for Independent Living, and may I say, triple, go to the website, trpil.com, 
trpil.com. And by the way, feel free to make a donation, trpil.com. Daniel, last week, last week, there was a huge rally in D.C. at the mall, and it was about saving Medicaid. Senator Casey was there, Senator uh, uh, Duckworth was there, Tony Quello was there, all the disability rights leaders, and tons of people with disabilities. And that is for fear of the AHCA destroying Medicaid. So I know this impacts so much, but if you could just give us a few examples of how would that impact negatively people with disabilities. Well, first and foremost, you, you nailed it on the head. Uh, changes to Medicaid are um, so important for many people's lives. And we, we talked about doing nursing home transition and all that process. That is a very important piece to what we do, making sure that people get that care in the, in the home and in the community. That only happens when um, um, Medicaid exists to um, make sure that happens. Um, most of those people who go into nursing homes, they lose almost all their money pretty much within six months um, because all of a sudden the, um, the government uh, seizes those assets and all of a sudden those tools to be independent are gone. So when you're making that transition out, you're or making that transition in, in, from a position of poverty. And um, a lot of people with disabilities are in that position, unfortunately. And you have to start up from the ground up to, in order to get that home, that, that community living and to get that job to go on continuing the lifestyle to move out of poverty. But Medicaid is essential. Um, also, um, I, I want to mention that a lot of attendants um, who get their health insurance have to get that from Medicaid or Medi- the Medicaid expansion. So damage to Medicaid and Medicaid expansion would really impact the attendants who need that health coverage as much as the people they're, they're serving because um, attendants have a very tough job of moving and lifting people with disabilities uh, out of bed and into a wheelchair or um, to a toilet. That is a very strenuous, hard job, and a lot of times people who work very hard get hurt um, doing that job, and they want to make sure that they um, are healthy and be able to, to help those people in, on the next day. But if you are hurt on the job in that situation, that really impacts um, how how people will continue good care. And so we always want the best for our attendants. We want the best for our consumers. And that only exists when Medicaid is strong. And if with the damage that this uh, new law can impact, it could make sure that people who are living in the community have to be forced back into nursing environments. And um, I, I haven't mentioned this in a while, but um, it, uh, someone in a nursing home environment or an institution costs three times as much as somebody in the home. It has been well documented, study after study. Republicans and Democrats both agree to this point that it costs so much more to have somebody in a nursing home than in their own home. Um, everyone has the information, but when they do stuff like this to change Medicaid, all of a sudden you're reinstitutionalizing all these individuals who are back and all of a sudden their quality of life goes down, all of a sudden their care goes down. And you know what? You're, I, I hate to say this, you're killing people when you do this. People get seriously hurt when they can't get the medical coverage they need. Um, there's very much a chance of risk of death. And we want to make sure that people are healthy and live long lives as people with disabilities. And you can't do that when you make changes to Medicaid like this. It is too much risk. It is too much risk. And, you know, um, I will say this again. You can't imagine what can happen until it happens to you. And in this case, it's a terrible thing that would happen. So I I just hope that um, you know the impact on people's lives. Okay, people. a lot of people wouldn't be able to work. You know why? They would not have the ability to pay a personal attendant. I have employees that use personal attendants to get them up because they have a very significant disability uh, and to get them, you know, ready for work, to go in and help them, you know, at lunchtime, 
to get put them, you know, to bed at night and help them, you know, for that whole process, that's Medicaid. Mm-hmm. So what would happen? What would happen? It, Not working. That's what would happen, and that would be terrible. So once again, Daniel, what could people do about this? What, what could listeners listening to the show right now, what could they do? Um, as I said, you know, if you look on Twitter or you look on Facebook, you know, or AAPD or all the different sites, you're going to see this hashtag save Medicaid. Um, and you should tell this to everyone, but what could listeners do? Well, um, I, I like to keep it pretty simple. Um, look, listen, act. So look and see how this affects your own life. Listen to the information that's available, how that, um, so that you know what you're talking about before you make those. Um, and then to act. Don't, don't let somebody else act for you because those actions aren't, aren't uh, going to be able to impact and tell your story. Your story is so important. And it's so, it's so important to share that information because your independence, your, your lifestyle, that means a lot to what we are as Americans. It's a key piece of what we do. And we've got to make sure that we don't let people's voices get lost in this because um, people with disabilities are often too often let other people uh, take control of their lives and take um, make make other people um, have power over them rather than to take control of their own lives and have that power returned back to their own hands and it's it's a key mindset change it's it's sometimes people with disabilities think oh okay other people take care of this for me no it's it's going to impact you hardest and who's going to speak up for you after the fact you have to do it and but you don't have to do it alone there are people out there who are already working on this and we want more hands to be involved we want more people to attend these rallies we want more people to talk to the legislators we want more people to come with us when we go to these places and make impact we want you to be in the room and we want your voice to be heard um, unfortunately it is uh, is people wait until it, the problem is too great we, we get a lot of people coming in uh, to triple and they're saying oh a week from now my house is going to be foreclosed on oh, a week from now um, I'm going to be fired and or I've just I was fired a week ago and I lost my job and I lost my house and I'm now I'm living on the street wait, wait a second uh, don't wait that long it's so much harder for everybody involved to help you to get back to independence after it's too late Let's let's start on this now. Let's get ahead of this uh, game and make sure that we're ahead, so we're not we're not situated in a place where you're out out of your elements that make you comfortable. I'm sorry, I, I get up on, uh, excited on this type of stuff. It's too easy for people to wait and be passive, and it's very important for people to be active and, and involved, especially when it comes to their own lives. You know what? Daniel, I love that advice. I love it because I love the part also about not waiting. Because, you know, if, see, that's why you have to get involved now. If you're involved now, you're also educated and you also have a network and you know people and you know who to go to and you know when to pick up the phone and call Daniel. You know what to do. But if you just sit back, you know, as he just said, you're going to be in a situation that you don't even know who to call. So you've got to take action now. You've got to do something now. Um, and I want to remind you, Triple's website is trpil.com, trpil.com. And they're also on Facebook. Check it out if you want to make a contribution today and follow them and see what's going on. As I said, education is the key. And with that, we're going to go to our final break. If you've been listening to the show and you're thinking, I wish this other person had heard this, just so you know, this show is archived at BenderConsult.com and at Voice America. And you know what else? You can download it on iTunes. So 
If there's anyone you wanted to hear it, let them know. Let them go back so they can hear the show also. And with that, we're going to go to break. We have been today our guest, Daniel Kleiman, a great disability rights advocate from Triple. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. We'll be back. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Hi, I'm Rick Harrison from Pawn Stars. I'm here to talk to you about the Epilepsy Foundation. I had bad seizures until I was a teenager. I thought I wouldn't have a chance to grow up, but I dared to think differently. My epilepsy taught me to be a fighter. When I said I wanted to make a TV series about my pawn shop, people thought I was nuts. But I dared to defy the odds, and Pawn Stars was born. If you have epilepsy, dare to live your fullest potential. The Epilepsy Foundation will help you dare. Visit epilepsy.com. Since 1985, Bender Consulting Services has served as a national leader in advancing employment of people with disabilities, including veterans with disabilities, with private sector companies, and federal government agencies. Bender assists customers with achieving their diversity and workforce inclusion initiatives by tapping into a talent pool of individuals seeking professional positions, including those in the STEM fields. In addition, Bender services include disability employment consulting, training and technology accessibility through their high-test line of service. For more information, please visit www.benderconsult.com. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Welcome back, everyone. I hope you've enjoyed the show today with Daniel Kleiman, who is out there fighting the fight for people with disabilities. Um, Daniel, I wanted to ask you about another key program at Triple, and that is accessibility. Don't you do work in that area? Oh, yes. Uh, um, part of what we do is making sure that assess- uh, housing is accessible and um, businesses are accessible. We want to make sure, like I, uh, like I said earlier, that you're in the most accessible environment that you choose to be in. And um, it's, again, a lot about choice. Uh, so when we talk about nursing home transition, we're not forcing anybody out of nursing home. We're not telling people this is what you must do. But when they make the choice to leave that nursing home or when they make that choice to live in their own home, that we're, it is the most accessible environment um, that they want to choose to live in. Uh, so it's all about choice and it's all about accessibility. So you have the freedom of choice to do what you want, to live the life that you want to lead. Uh, I get, I have all these conversations about, well, I can't do that. I can't do this. I can't do that. My, my, my question is why? Is it because you choose not to or do you choose to do something? And so uh, if we, we talk to people with cerebral palsy uh, who say, oh, I can't drive. Wait a second. Are you sure you can't drive? What if we made the 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 the, the, the car accessible to you as a driver? Wouldn't that let make your life a whole lot easier? And or that we say, okay, I can't live in my own home. I can't take care of myself. Well, wait a second. What if we uh, had an attendant come in and helped you out, get get you out of bed, or get you back to bed, or help you out with food, or or help you out with getting dressed? Or I can't do that because I need someone to do that for me. Well, wait a second. Are you sure you need that someone to do that for me? What if we made it easier for you to do it yourself? Wouldn't that be a lot better that you could choose when to do that? It's, it's a, we, we don't force anybody to do it, but we always say it's your choice, but here's some of the choices and the options that are available to you. And so we, we want to make sure that people um, are aware of their choices and that they have um, um, that accessible option is there for them. Now, are there any other key programs at Triple that I did not cover? 
well, we like we we work a lot with making homes accessible. Um, um, that is a that is a lot of energy goes into doing that. So if you need to get get started on making your home more accessible, whether it's making changes to your bathroom, changes to your front door, changes to the steps out in front of your front door, we can help you get started on that. Um, just give us a call. Um, we're, we're not too far away. Uh, we're uh, 724-223-5115. Again, that number is 724-223-5115. Sorry about that. I have to do a couple drops. But we're, we work all over southwestern PA. And um, and if you're not in this region, if you're in the United States and um, you're not sure where to turn, we can help you get started. Like we said, we're information referral. If you're not even in our region, we can help you get close to the center who's closest to you. Um, but there's every uh, county in United States is covered by some center for independent living that does the work that we do or something like the work we do and is very much wants to be a part of accessibility in your region. Uh, we like to think of us as the best one, but you know what? There's probably a lot of centers that like to think that too. Well, I think you're pretty good. I have to say that. So uh, there, that's a good idea, though, if you don't know where to go they could contact you to find out where they should be going. So that, that's, really a, that's really a great idea. So, Daniel, you heard what I said at the beginning, which is mm-hmm. what can we do when we need more young people involved in disability rights as leaders, disability rights leaders such as yourself? Uh, do you have any ideas what we could do? Well, um, first and foremost, um, I think uh, right now there's a whole strong movement of young people who are kind of um, very fed up with the current administration. And we're seeing a real big energy group. A lot of young people are trying to get involved in politics, but they don't know where to turn, where to start. Um, and so um, that is that is a very uh, good feeling to say, okay, here, here's a place where we can start. Here's a place where you can get started. Um, I... I recommend uh, there's different ways of start, uh, being an advocate, whether it's just writing a letter to your newspaper or um, or talking to a legislator. But don't be, do this alone. Don't be on, a, on, a, on an edge by yourself when you try to be an advocate. Let, let those who um, have some of this information help you and let your voice be amplified by the people who are also in a similar situation. Um, so that's why I say recommend coming to an organization like my my, my organization Triple to become um, uh, get more information about what advocates do and what advocates are doing. So you're not just by yourself doing this. It's so much uh, more powerful when you're involved. You don't know about rallies like the one that's going on uh, unless um, uh, you you have a heads up notice. And who's got a heads up notice? It's centers like this or organizations like Joyce Benders who know um, uh, about uh, rallies and events that are going on. And that's how you get informed and how you get involved before, after the fact, you don't have to hear about it a week later and say, oh, I should have been at that. Right, right. And, you know, you can go to, for example, if you're here, Triple, but you mm-hmm. can go nationally to aapd.com. But if you want to know how to get started, you can call one of these independent living centers. You can volunteer. What can I do? You can get involved when you see these rallies, when you see what's going on. You can contact these national groups. Hey, what can I do? I want to help. But you know what? It doesn't take, as Martin Luther King Jr. said, any special education to serve. So you know we need help across the board. So don't stay back. Uh, you mentioned so Dan- Yes, right. Daniel, I want to ask you uh, a a question because I know we soon will be closing the show here. Um, So, well, let me see what I want to know for sure, and that is what do you think is your greatest accomplishment? Oh, uh, well, I like to think of my best accomplishments are still yet to come. Um, But i got to say that uh, there was a transportation issue that was, uh, occurring in Washington County um, that I kind of took a lead on, which is one of my proudest moments. Uh, we had a whole lot of people waiting for accessible rides um, for hours at a time or waiting to return home for hours at a time. And uh, there was a, a huge disconnect between the community and the the providers. And 
the providers knew it was a problem, and the consumers knew that there was a problem, but they weren't talking together. And um, I kind of uh, worked to make sure that all these individuals were in the same room. We had a, a meeting where we had a 100 individuals with disabilities all talking and sharing their, their problems and being heard by the providers and making sure that they understood the problem, why this couldn't be acceptable anymore. And it it made um, the paper and it made uh, the news. And it was very gratifying to see that not only was it identified and it was made aware, but it also was addressed. And um, it was made sure that there was a better avenue and a better way to making sure that the problem was not going to be um, making sure that that would continue to be a problem. And transportation is one of the core pieces of independence. It's housing, it's transportation, it's employment. Those three pieces are what are the fundamental to being independent in the community in in this country. And um, once you... If you are losing one of those core pieces, then all of a sudden, all those independence pieces are are being lost. What a great so, message! Yeah, that was uh, so. Transportation, working on transportation in our in my region was um, a a great accomplishment, and I'm very glad to be a part of that process. Well, what message would you like to leave today, Daniel? Um, I would like to say that. Um, Get involved. It's uh, I. I got involved. Um, I re-involved myself by volunteering. You mentioned volunteering. Young people volunteering is a course, a very big step to being involved. Uh, whether it's just volunteering, um, being a driver or a getter, because that's what I was for the first uh, few months of my relationship with a as a center. I was volunteering. I was a, I was a driver. I was helping people get from play, point A to point B. Well, you know what? They said, hey, you know what? Hey, wait, you can do this because, a little bit more here. Right. That's because you are willing to serve. And that is what it's all about. Hey, folks, we got to close the show now, but we always end with a quote, which today is, I would not be a senator without the ADA said, Senator Tammy Duckworth. This is Thank Joyce you. Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Join me next week when we talk to Carla Center from the Homeless Children Education Fund. See you then. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.